0: Hello, you are listening to the Nintendo Switch UK Podcast. Ah! Hello, and welcome to episode number 148 of the Nintendo Switch UK Podcast. Uh, We've got no Mike tonight. Uh, He's not ill. He's not rolling around... Like a crazy person, he just has literally no internet now. His internet woes continue uh, and he's now run out of all data because the company he's supposed to be getting to provide internet by have forgotten to send him an
1: updated router. Anyway, long story short, Mike's not here, but instead, I am joined by Anton. Hi, Anton. Hello, Alistair. You know, they, all Mike had was 4G and they've even taken that away from him. It's horrible. It's it's a sad time. And excitingly,
0: we're joined by Mo. Welcome back, Mo. Hello. It's great having you back. We've missed you! We've missed you so much. You've been without, sort of, any time we've tried to get you in the show, you've been without power, or without broadband, or probably without water. You've not been having the best of times in the last uh, couple of months. Weather has not been kind to you guys.
2: No, it hasn't. It's just been storm after storm, and power cut after power cut. We we have luckily had water, which is... uh, was good but uh you definitely realize how much you take for granted when you don't have power
0: importantly did you have your switch charged up before the power went off
2: i did i did because i could see certainly after the first one we had last year i could see it coming so i definitely made sure it was it was charged and i played it a lot
0: <laughs> fantastic well that leads me very nicely into asking you guys what you've been playing this week uh anton what have you been playing oh god yeah i don't think i've played
1: anything i think i've been an awful player um dear lord oh, boo to you yeah even then i was playing bridge constructor portal but that was last week yeah i've just been very busy <laughs> wow my life is awful between all Mo, of this
0: can you redeem the podcast
1: yeah
2: <laughs> i i have i've been playing a lot of my switch actually between switch and pc but i've finished the main storyline for the pokemon game um arceus and yeah, I've really enjoyed it, but I've I've still got a lot more to do, so yeah, over 30 hours on there now, so
0: I'm, I'm happy with that. Fantastic. That's the good point, because out of the main hosts of this show, I don't think any of us have played it except you, so what is your general opinion? Is it is it good?
2: I really, really like it. um I purposely avoided any spoilers, any videos, any reviews about it until at least finishing the sort of the main storyline. I then went on and had a look at a few reviews and stuff and uh yeah i I've really loved it. I've loved the fact that it's more open the 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 sort of way that you catch Pokemon and stuff is's been approached differently, and there's there's just so much to do and each sort of section of the game. I don't want to say too much, but each sort of section of the game you jump onto that bit and you're like, Oh look at this, look at this. Ah, I need to go over there. It's it's just oh it's awesome. Um best one, best one yeah I would say. In my so does, does the
0: real time sort of catching mechanic does that work better than the previous way that it was done when it was sort of you know turn based? Um
2: I I like both ways. But this way is kind of like you can you can sneak up on them all stealthy, which is something I like to do in other games anyway. So you can like crouch in the grass and and then just chuck a ball at them and hope it catches them. It works really well in the sort of lower level Pokemon, but the higher ones you're less likely to. Although I've had a few surprises. There's been some where I've managed to catch them. And I'm like, that shouldn't have worked. <laughs> but it's maybe just potluck. Yeah. So, um, Or you can go in and and battle them with your own Pokemon to weaken them down. Um, Or, I don't know if there's any other ways. I think that's that's kind of it. Sounds pretty good. It's it's, it's quite overwhelming for me. There's a lot to it. So... (laughs) I'm, i might be wrong there might be some other ways but i think that's pretty much the main gist of it
0: yeah certainly the discord seems to be in agreement with you everybody on there seems to be raving about it but from now on we're going to refer to you as sneaky sneaky mo that is your new sneaky, name sneaky
2: sneaky yes yep. yes that, that, that works for me what a gamer tag <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair i'm a bit like anton
0: i've not played that much i played a couple of games of mario golf and last night i was actually around at mike's house we were supposed to be having a games night we tried playing jackbox but his sort of mobile phone that we are trying to use as the connection to the oh. internet kept kicking us off sort of halfway through, we just gave up and resorted to talking, which is weird. gross. Yeah, I can't believe like this. <laughs> I know the boy needs to get his internet sorted and quickly. Anyway, that's 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 enough waffling. Um, we've had we've got quite a lot to talk about, and as of this afternoon, we then got a Pokemon Direct, which has added to the stuff we need to talk about. So we should probably get cracking. Let's talk about this week's news. Tell us that people want to know. So, first up, In Games has announced Wonder Boy Collection for the Nintendo Switch, featuring Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy Monster Land, Wonder Boy in Monster World, and Mon- Monster World 4, and that's coming soon. Anton, are
1: you excited about this? I am very excited about this. You know, we've gotten so many of these Wonder Boy and Monster World remakes and remasters on the Switch and this is just all of the you know classic original ones but for me personally and this means nothing to to 90% of the people in the world is they have Wonder Boy in Monster World and that was the one I grew up with and that's my favorite of the franchise and I am just so happy that finally even though it's not the full remaster treatment that they did with you know Wonder Boy 3 is that we have it. It's uh better than nothing. And, you know, it's kind of nice to see uh underrepresented franchise of the last couple of decades really kind of thriving and being able to make a return on this platform in the same way that Ease was a franchise that lay dormant for so long. We got a couple of new entries and then people were like, Oh yeah, that was a franchise that we were all sleeping on. How are you feeling about this one, Mo?
2: Um, I had a look at the the video for it. It looks really cool. Um it's a nice mix in there. Um and I'm actually quite tempted to get it. I'll be honest, I hadn't heard of it. Uh, I wasn't aware of it coming out or upcoming or anything like that. But after having a quick look, I'm like, hmm, I might be tempted.
0: Yeah, it's it's one that I kind of I missed first in because as far as I'm aware and from what I've seen online, this was basically sort of a Sega title for all intents and purposes. It was on the, was the Genesis and Master System type thing in the arcades. Actually, it wasn't the Genesis. It was, no, it was Genesis and the Mega Drive. That's where it was. Um, and yeah, it wasn't one that I really have any particular love for, but as you say, Anton, a lot of people do, and this collection is bringing, you know, all the usual quality of life things to it. It's got better filters, shaders, crucially, a rewind option, which when you play any old game, you basically need that these days. We're far too soft. We can't play games the way we used to, or at least I can't. I know there's some hardcore gamers out there who actually really skilled. I'm not one of them.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think one of my, my most favourite gaming memories is attached to this franchise, and I'll be self-indulgent and share it for a wee second and it was I was on a quest I was playing it with my father and I was on a quest and I was so far we'd gotten further than we'd ever gotten and we lived in a big long row of flats and a flat at the end of it had caught on fire and we could see the, you know, the, the fire trucks and all that sort of stuff and we could just kind of see people moving further and further up the building as we were just playing and try to get to the end of the quest as the flat was the block of flats were on fire Uh it didn't get near us but it was quite fun to just see it kind of be like "Hmm, that's that's an escalating problem but we're getting quite well on this uh desert quest and that's my one wonder boy story for today
0: i mean wow i don't really know how to respond to that i mean i sort of feel that if a building's on fire you guys should probably be leaving said burning building but you know yeah it was a big maybe it was not. a big
1: long row flat so it, it was like okay if it gets like that far then then we'll be worried but we we've got objectives <laughs> to go we just got the axe it was rusty <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I, I may not have had much of a, a love for uh, Wonder Boy, but I do have fond memories of playing well, the uh, the old version of our next title. So, coming from Atari, we are getting Tempest 4000 for the Nintendo Switch, which when it was a classic arcade shooter. And I played it, I think, on PCs in my school from memory back in, you know, Computer Games Club, which I may or may not have attended. I will not disclose or confirm or deny that. Uh, yeah, Did you do you guys remember this at all? Is this, like, long before your time?
1: Yeah, this is an interesting one. As a a non-PC gamer, I recall some of the only ways to play this was they had a a Kraken title on the Atari Jaguar, I believe it was, or Jaguar CD even, Um, and then later they had Tempest 3000 on the Samsung Nuon, which was a failed console from the early 2000s and here we are finally tempest 4000 on consoles that actually play it recently got a port onto ps4 and xbox one which had missed me by i had heard about it coming to atari vcs the 2021 console but i'm glad it's on the switch a console that i will actually play and it looks like kind of a mix of like like pac-man dx combined with like the classic tempest style you know like it's extreme even though it's in a classic arcade game how about yourself Mo?
2: Um, I'd never heard of it before. Um, is it's, looks quite colourful and quite fast-paced. Um, it looks like it would be fun, but I feel like I would struggle to play it personally. Um, just because of the fast-pacedness, I've noticed as, as time's gone on, I, I'm starting to like the games that are a bit more chilled out. <laughs> if that <laughs> makes any sense.
0: <laughs> I totally get what you mean. For anyone who's never played Tempest, it's basically the best way you can describe it is it's like a shooter on rails, but not what you're picturing. So in front of you, there's a sh- shape. I mean, from memory, I think it used to be a circle when I used to play it, but there's now all kinds of random shapes. And you're this little spaceship that flies around the edge of this shape, shooting enemies coming at you, up at you from within the hole. It's kind of like you're looking down a hole, and you can go around the circle looking and you're shooting people. That's it, that... people. Ships. That's kind of it in a nutshell. It's a really bad description. But it gets frantic, and I could never last more than, like, I don't know, a minute. If that, it was difficult but really good fun and this one does look kind of they've they've not tried to change anything they've gone for very very bright and stylish graphics but it is still wireframes with kind of a hint of color a hint of texture to the portal if you want to call it portal the whole uh and they've been very very true to the format
1: i reckon indeed it was always a title that i felt would have done incredible with a 3ds port with the way it has this kind of vector line pseudo 3d aesthetic uh very very early 80s
0: it's amazing we never got on the virtual boy okay well let's move on let's talk about the next game from milestone who've announced MotoGP 22 is coming to the switch uh funnily enough being MotoGP, gp it is a motorcycle simulation coming out on the first of may are you excited anton
1: um you know a little Uh, You know, I find these games can be quite addicting, but I know that the last one will be super cheap, but I think they've done some novel things in here. They have, you know, the standard kind of experience that you would expect from a title like this, but what I thought was quite notable is they have like a recreation of apparently an iconic 2009 season where apparently there was an incredible rivalry that shook the MotoGP world. And, uh, you know, that kind of a little bit more structured adaptation on the sport Is interesting and as somebody as an outsider to the sport kind of getting this greatest hits moment um perfectly curated as part of a game that was novel but i don't think i'll be picking this one up uh, immediately shall we say ever thought modern video games should be more interesting At the gaming blender we take randomized genres mechanics and make a new game every episode i've added permadeath
2: we have a survival game of a hardcore
1: simulation which could be house flipper and with the permadeath of xcom then that all has to be an action adventure yes oh dear yes and sometimes it doesn't quite work and you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative a construction off the uh, way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely entirely check out the gaming blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now
0: what about you mo are you are you going to be going out and buying your uh, two-wheeled uh, adrenaline-fueled circuit racer i can't come up with a better description than that i'm going to go with it
2: i i don't think so it looks it does look good um I've noticed there that it's got it says it's got 120 riders and 20 circuits so that sounds like quite a lot to get through um but I I think I'd be the same I'm not going to be in a big rush to to go out and get that one it does it does look good though
0: yeah, apparently. I mean, uh, to be fair, I've never played any of it, any of these either. We're all sort of speaking from positions of complete ignorance, but it is bringing back the managerial career mode, which apparently was in previous games went away and has come back within this one. So, you know, I like the fact that they've they've got multiple different layers and levels and ways to play this game within it, and of course, it looks beautiful. There's no getting away from that. It's it's a very nice looking title, and why wouldn't it be? we've got horsepower these days, we can make things look nice. Alright, let's move on and talk about something that I, well, I would be excited about, except for the fact that I own just about every single one of these. Jackbox Games has announced Jackbox Party Starter for Nintendo Switch. It'll feature three of the most iconic Jackbox Jackbox Games ever, but they've not revealed what they'll be yet. It's coming out in summer 2022, we've not got a price, but it does beg the question, what do you think the games are going to be that are included in it? Now, Mo, I'm right in thinking you don't own any of these titles, do you?
2: I don't own any, no, but I have played some because we did have like a, a games night with the with everybody um through the Discord. I remember but I couldn't I could not tell you what we played. I just remember we were timed and I I, I kept having to just put in random words. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I remember. It was so long ago, but I know that I had a lot of fun.
0: What about you then, Anton? Have you got any yeah. favourites? What do you think is going to be in this yeah. pack?
1: Firstly, I just want to say I think this is a really, really good collection because that's the individual titles that they have released on Switch, such as Quiplash XL. You know, they're great, but they're £8 a pop almost as much as like the full-size Quiplash uh, or Jackbox collections, especially if they're on sale. And they're a little bit more in the dated sales. The ones they have is sandals on release. So for me, I could see a collection of Quiplash Free, Fibbage Free, and Trivial Murder Party 2. Even though that one's not my favourite, I do think it is quite iconic. I could maybe see Drawful getting swapped in for Fibbage, Horror. It is a bit of... Actually, they're all fan favourites. And you're kind of right. I had
0: written down... hadn't necessarily given them numbers. I had just gone with Quiplash and Fibbage, because they're two of my personal favourites. I did have Drawful on the list, but I do have friends who... I think they're in the minority, but they absolutely love Bidiots from i'm gonna say it might be party pack three i can't remember which pack yeah. it's in, but it's it's another one where you draw and then you you draw pictures and you bid on them and you try and you screw each other and try and drive down prices drive up prices it's really good fun but yeah i reckon quiplash drawful and fibbage are the likely candidates but you're right i do think murder party is probably going to be in there because it's the kind of one that everybody thinks of yeah it's that
1: tough pack. to to kind of think about because you know if it was going for the best games, I think most people would lean to the early titles. But there is good stuff in the later titles, I think just most people aren't familiar with them yet.
0: Yeah, the fact they're calling it or describing them as iconic games doesn't make you think they're probably going to be going for the older versions. Indeed. Whether they give them a bit of a polish or not, I don't know. I'm intrigued to see what they charge for this, though. Because, as you say, they charge £8 for a standalone game. You can get the full games for... If they're on a sale, what about 17 ish pounds or I think full price are
1: about just over 20? So it'll be interesting to see what they charge for three classic games. Yeah, uh, and especially since it's not on the same scale. You know, if it was uh, you know, six classic games, you know, that would be the same price as the newest Jackbox. But this is a, a little bit in between, you know, in those kind of two value propositions. So only time will tell, and it'll be also interesting because that those iconic Jackboxes are usually the cheaper ones. I think they're closer to 13 12 on sale, so um, it'll be uh, where they price it to be competitive, even within of their own Jackbox lineup. Indeed. I may as well take this opportunity to
0: shoehorn in our Patreon stuff, because as Mo mentioned, we have played Jackbox on our Patreon, uh, Patreon nights. I mean, we've got uh, lots of perks that Patreons can get. Uh, there's a whole lot of extra shows. There's a prequel and roundup that Anton and Mike chuck out literally, well, one one a week. <laughs> there's either a pe- either roundup or a prequel comes out every single week which is a lot more of our voices, frankly. There's also uh, Last Call, where it's just us talking nonsense, and then you're, there's Mug Club at our N64 tier, uh, and then, well, we're kind of ditching what we call the expansion pass, but we're replacing it with something else. We basically just like hanging out with, with the patrons, and you could hang out with us too, and come play games, like... like mo and everyone else in our patreon uh did and it's so much fun we we love playing these games um anton how do people become patrons
1: yes if you want to learn more if you head over to nsuk nsukp.co.uk forward slash support dash us we've got all the details we have a little breakdown we don't take any of the money it all goes back into the show we recently went ahead and did a giveaway recently that was quite exciting and yeah as you say tons of reward tiers, there's free tiers and then tons of rewards for those free tiers and yeah, we've started doing some of the preliminary work for the next um, mug club reward and oh, I'm I'm excited you know, it's just at night it's like, it looks good it's looking good good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) and if you join the Discord actually which there's also there, there's a Discord community part of it uh, there will be many tiers there too but I'm more meaning the uh, sort of the wet ones falling from your eyes of either happiness or uh, well, mostly happiness but you'll occasionally be laughing at Mike as most of us do on a regular basis in there. So, you know, there's that as well. <laughs> Alright, let's move on. Let's talk about more games. Uh, so, Hamster Playground has been delayed to quarter three, but it wasn't called Hamster Playground last time we saw it, was it, Anton? Uh,
1: no, and yeah, this is a, a game that had somewhat fallen under the radar for me when, uh, you know, the, the words of the delay came around. I was kind of like, oh, what game? And then looking at it, I'm like, this is dumb. I love it. I need it. <laughs> have you looked at this, Mo?
2: Yeah, I did. And I think it's the most excited I've been in such a long time. It looks so good.
0: Do you want to give us a new description of what it is? Because so far, we've not said what this is.
2: Well, I watched the video of it, and it it's like you have to get your hamster through a maze, and there's loads of obstacles, but like th- throughout it, it stops you, and you have to like it looked like you had to match cards like almost like um it's like game like snap or something like that and and then you would continue going on if it was right i think that's right in what i'm saying but the colors are really like it's quite bright colors but they're they're like subtle bright colors if that makes sense it's it's quite nice on the eyes and it did the, the hamsters just look so cute um, i'm definitely gonna get this
0: they are adorable i mean basically it is literally as, exactly as you say hamsters running through a maze and they're it's basically a race it's you versus computer hamster from what i can gather uh and you've got to level up your hamster train it get it better and get through the maze faster until you win and then you move on to the next maze and the next maze and there's tons of cool stuff going on problem solving and agility and the hamsters are so well animated i mean they don't just like run through the maze they stop and they look around they have a wee scratch and then they think about things and it's just so lifelike in their movements but the animation is still quite cartoony oh it's beautifully done it is so cute and i kind of gather that this is a big thing on the internet Um, i believe sort of tiktok and youtube are just full of people doing like teaching the hamsters to get through mazes
1: yeah it's a a weird one where it was on it kept this. Um, it my TV. You know, it has a uh, kind built-in YouTube, which just doesn't really get used because there's other things hooked into it. So on there, you get like the raw, pure YouTube algorithm when I accidentally go onto it and yeah it's all of these hamster videos going through little wee Minecraft inspired mazes and like they have these like spinning blades that are made out of cardboard and the owners are like having to slow them down once the hamster's getting close to encourage it to go through then spinning it back up it's it's a weird world but there's so many of them and they have so many views I can only imagine this is iPad babies, babies tainting the internet one video at a time.
0: Well, I mean, if you want to give it a go right now, it is on. uh, It's part of Steam Next Fest, so there's a demo available on Steam if you want to go and check it out. Or you could just wait until Q3 when it comes out on the Switch. Uh, Next up, Atlas. Let's bring you a new title. Is it Persona 5? Is it?
1: Uh, It is not. It is a very exciting and noteworthy title. Soul Hackers 2. It's a little bit like Persona meets. Kind of Disgaea meets. Um, kind of Tokyo Mirage Session FE. It looks kind of very fun and colorful and bubbly version of the kind of, I guess, you know, Persona S Say Tensei Cell game featuring their version of the kind of Jack Frost mascot Cell character. And yeah, it looks really good, but sadly it's not coming our way, is it, Mo?
2: No, um, it looks like the kind of game that would fit quite nicely on the switch as well so I'm kind of surprised by that but i got sort of a persona vibe from it as well when i had a look at it so it's it's a shame um it's one of those ones i would look at and think i'd like to play it and then i'd maybe leave it on my wish list for a bit and eventually get around to buying it um but yeah it's, it's a shame that they're not putting it onto the switch
0: yeah i don't get why i mean it doesn't visually look like it shouldn't run i mean it's not it's not an ugly thing but it's also not sort of stated of the art it's not cutting-edge graphics it looks like we could run this quite easily so i don't know why we're not getting it w- why does atlas hate us
1: yeah i don't understand it's very peculiar because i could maybe somewhat uh kind of understand the idea if they wanted to have it just on playstation but they've also got an xbox and this is definitely not an Xbox-style game, even as somebody who is a fan and owns an Xbox. Um, it just feels out of place on that platform in the way that it feels organic on Switch.
0: All oh, very weird. Very weird indeed. Actually, talking of very weird, that is a wonderful segue into our next story. The ongoing story of Gary Bowser, who a couple of weeks ago we were talking about, uh, he Court case was decided against him. He was criminally prosecuted, popped into prison, and given was a forty million pound fine, something like that, or had to pay forty million reparations to Nintendo. Uh, but there's been more revelations coming from his lawyer, Anton.
1: Indeed, yeah, it was 40, 40 mil, So uh, you know, a, a fraction, ch- uh, chumps change compared to, to forty. But yeah, you know, this person. Uh, you know was kind of getting very much the the full blunt of Nintendo's rage at online piracy and um, he was kind of all of the information about this was him being involved with Team Execute which this is a a kind of ongoing saga of console hacking and piracy throughout decades and decades and they've been in battle with Nintendo for many many of those years and this was finally kind of positioned in a way of Nintendo finally getting Team Execute. However, from the information that's is revealed is one, this Gary Belser wasn't getting off rich with all of the the winnings of this, you know, Nintendo Piracy. Um, one of the key things they showed was just the apartment that he lived in which just looked to be a studio apartment with kind of a fridge in the living room and it was quite messy and untidy. And two, was kind of going through their life experience and speaking about all the grimace and uh, hardships they had faced. But the big revelation of this is that he wasn't actually directly involved with the actual hacking part of Team Execute. Basically, he didn't have anything to do with the coding, distribution of devices, or any of that stuff. He just managed the website. So admittedly, you did buy things through the website, but he the website was his role and he wasn't like management or owned the company or doing the finance for the company or anything like that he was literally just an employee made about five thousand five hundred to one thousand pounds uh dollars per month which admittedly it's not you know like he's running off with stacks of cash to pay off a 14 million dollar (laughs) payout Possibly he's the fall guy in this.
0: Yeah. But you'd think the prosecutors would have done their due diligence. So you'd think that... I do have a funny feeling this might not be entirely true. It might be slightly fabricated, but his lawyer would be in big trouble if that were the case. So who knows? I mean, this case just keeps going on and on and getting weirder and weirder and more and more interesting. But I guess time will tell. We'll see what happens at the end of it yeah. all. But for now, the, the bloke is in prison and still has a huge, heavy fine above his head. So I guess the takeaway from messages message is
1: don't miss nintendo yeah i guess it's very true what you say there where you know being a company that is focused around hacking and copyright infringement you probably don't have a normal corporate structure so it might just be what the the, you know the lawyers coming in looking at what paper trails and dots there are that can't be moved and then just connecting those together and abstracting the actual involvement that you might have in it all
0: Indeed. Alright, let's talk about our next story, uh, which is actually, it's a complete change of tone, but the Toy Awards 2022, or actually it's the Toy Foundation's 2022 Toy Awards, uh, they've been giving out, well, far enough awards, and the license of the year went to a familiar IP to us, uh, Mo.
2: yeah I was um it's not this isn't something I was aware of until just recently um and I was having a little look over it and I think they deserve it i I have a big love for Pokemon as everybody probably knows and I was kind of thinking as well they've released quite an amount of games um in a very short space of time recently uh it's quite impressive and the even all the sort of merchandise and that that they have. There there's a lot of it. And a lot of it's cute and quirky and I would probably buy it all if I could but I hold myself back from that. But yeah, I think they deserve it.
1: Uh, I c- oh, Anton, what'd you make? Yeah, I-, I concur Mo. It's you know, there's no other franchise that has the same degree of ongoing sales success as Pokemon. Um, you know it's kind of amazing you know we we constantly check in on this franchise on the podcast and they're always breaking new records and going to new leaps and bounds and here we are you know looking at let's say star wars and look how much they were able to cash in with uh, baby yoda pokemon can do that with hundreds of characters they have hundreds of baby yodas waiting to be cashed in on like the the well is so deep for the Pokemon Company.
0: And they just keep digging it. They, every time they release new games, which you may or may not talk about later on, they come out with a whole lot of new products that they can make into plush toys and cartoons and bedspreads and figurines and coasters and lights and I will I could keep going. I mean literally you can buy anything in the shape of a Pokemon or with a Pokemon on it. And I do mean anything. It's just insane. The power of that brand is phenomenal. It's by far and away the most successful Nintendo IP. People might think of Mario as the Nintendo mascot. But realistically, Pokemon is probably bigger than Mario. It might I would say Pikachu is as recognizable, but there's no way they've monetized Mario as much as people have managed to monetize Pikachu. It's just bonkers.
1: Yeah, you know, Nintendo uh, Mario is a big IP for Nintendo, but mario didn't demand their own company to manage it and i think that says it all
0: it's not somebody in our discord because uh, some of our patrons can listen to us live has just said they have a cur- they have a pikachu curry i mean like i said you can buy anything <laughs> with pikachu on it apparently including curry all right let's move on and talk about super smash brothers ultimate there's not a new character coming, sadly, but Min Min uh, is getting an Amiibo, out on the 29th of
1: April, Tom, Indeed, which, you know, it's lovely to see the collection fill out, as, you know, there's probably, outside of Funko Pops, not a collection of so many consistently produced video game characters, and if there are, they don't include Nintendo ones, so it's lovely to see that fill out, but sadly, it looks like we're having to wait for Steve Alex Mo.
2: Yeah, I noticed that. I, for some reason, thought the Steve and Alex were already de- released, but maybe we would spoke about them coming up for being released, and they're now being delayed. Since I had, I had that in my head for some reason. Um, I've had a look at them though; they they look pretty cool. The Minmin, Min, I have, I don't actually know what Min, Min is. I'm really sorry, but it looks <laughs> it looks quite cool. The the model of it.
0: Well, uh, if you want to go find out what it is, you can go buy an Amiibo of it. Uh, If you already know, then, well, you may well be buying the Amiibo regardless. Uh, Let's talk about Mike's favourite rant at the moment, Kingdom Hearts for Cloud. It turns out it's not a particularly good experience. And I have a sneaky suspicion, Mo, you have tried this.
2: Yeah, I have. Um, I don't know how many other folk have have tried it, but I definitely... It was a discussion I I raised in the Discord as well. I actually went as far as... um, I I did like a screen record on my Switch and and shared it just to to sort of share my experience with people and I didn't get very far through the game at all. Um, I didn't buy it though. I just tried the demo and I will say that I'm using, um, the the not the original Switch, the one before the OL OLED. Um, so I don't have an Ethernet port and I I did wonder if maybe having an ethernet cable would help because it's cloud-based so I didn't personally have a good experience I was a little bit gutted because I thought this would be perfect on handheld it's it's one of these games like I think a lot of people are the same I really love it I get confused at the story but it's still one of those games that I still just play um so yeah I I wouldn't get it on my switch um but I'm kind of hoping that maybe over time that it sorts itself out um, but who knows I'm, I'm not too sure but for now I'm I'm definitely leaving it
1: yeah I, you know we've spoken at length on previous podcasts at our disappointment that it is a cloud version but outside of that I think it's a shame that the disappointment continues because I think when we saw that announcement, we kind of just went off the assumption that, like every other cloud game that's on the Switch that is labeled as cloud version, it would be handled by the same team and using the same service. However, it looks like it's using preparatory Square Enix technology and it's not holding out. And the the one that gets me is they have like notifications that will pop up being like, yeah, you know, due to network traffic, we're downgrading your quality. And it's like, oh, so I'm getting punished for your game selling well <laughs> It's a little bit madness. Um yeah, it's it's a shame, especially since one, that they're doing a cloud version, and two, they're not using the standardized well not standardized, but popular software out there in the market for doing it. It just it just beggars belief, but
0: it's come. It's kind of what we've come to expect. I think as soon as we heard it was going to be a cloud version, everyone's hearts sank. And there's really good ways of doing cloud. This is not it. Square Enix, go think again, frankly. Um, okay, let's talk about... Well, let's talk about something I'm really quite excited about. I'm quite excited about Mario Strikers Battle League. And we now know that that has been developed by Next Level Games, who created Luigi's Mansion 3, which is an amazing
1: game, Anton. Indeed. And you know what? It kind of makes a lot of sense. I think Luigi's Mansion 3 is the best looking game on Nintendo Switch. You know, it's not pushing... Well, it is pushing the hardware, but I just think it looks so clean, so shiny. It could be running on one of, you know, like the PlayStation 5, and I think it would fit in in a way that some other Switch games like, let's say, Pokemon does not. But it just looks so shiny and that degree of polish and shine has seemingly transitioned to Mario Strikers Battle League. It just looks a league beyond, let's say, Mario Tennis and Mario Golf, even though they're outstanding titles in their own right. Mo? No?
2: Yeah, I, I think it looks really good. Um, I've, not, I've not played... Luigi's Mansion Three or Mario Strikers, but I've heard very good things about Luigi's Mansion Three, which kind of is making me be like, mm, well, maybe I might look at getting that when it comes out or not long after. Um, it, it does look really fun, and I think it would be if I, th- I would assume it's it's co op as well. I think that would be a really fun one to to play as co op as well.
0: Well, their next story makes me laugh a lot. <laughs> so if you've not heard Street Fighter 6 has been teased this week we've got a really cool trailer they've not actually said which platforms it's going to be on yet I don't think but it's it's looking well actually I can't even say it's looking epic because the teaser trailer was pure CGI as far as the world seems to consider I don't think it's actually gameplay footage
1: um but they've been kind of mocked a bit on the internet, Anton. Yeah, so, you know, Street Fighter has a, a long lineage with their graphics sign of these very fast moving, you know, images and logos and graphics that just give a sense of motion and action. And they made a new logo that is a lot more simplistic, which is a common place where people go critique and lambast um, uh, ridicule, usually, or critique as that happens, because people. Are not a fan of their favourite logos getting simplified, whether for better or for worse. But on top of that, it's been found out it's a stock image. Their graphic designer took a stock image, tweaked it a little, put a 6 on it, awfully. It's not even part of the logo. And then called it a day. They just searched SF logo and then typed a little font at the bottom. So it's not even properly minimalist. It's not even tastefully done it doesn't play homage to the original you know they could have stolen let's say the street fighter font from dafonts.com and made a better logo it is just an embarrassment and i feel sorry for this person's job that one they went ahead and made a logo that just doesn't pay homage to anything they've done in the past or it works well as a good minimalistic logo and two stolen it and three got caught and then added an ugly six to it that six is ugly. It's all place. It's an awful logo. Um, I don't think I've ever
0: seen you look quite so angry. You you have proper, like venom and,
1: and see. I yeah, hate in your eyes you right know, now. There's some things I can. You know, I you know I don't want to be a backseat graph uh, video game developer because I don't know how to make video games, but I know how to make logos, so I can be angry about this. How do you feel, more? Over to you.
2: Well. <laughs> I, I don't I don't really know how to make logos and I don't know how a lot of this stuff works. But I'm I'm looking I I was having a look at it and um, I see what you mean with the six and it's like it's just kind of stamped on there. But other than that, I don't I don't really know what else to say because I really don't have a lot of experience in that side of things.
0: <laughs> it is it is hilarious. I mean, if it was, it's an okay logo. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's an okay logo. Just look at it without any context. But as soon as you can go, yeah, it's a logo for Street Fighter, you go, No it's not. And they go, Yeah, it's a logo for Street Fighter and it's a an Adobe stock image. You go, What? <laughs> you know, it's a radical departure from anything they would have done before. It's
1: comical. They they could have just made an awful convenient store called Superfood Six and it would it would work easily as well. So I think that says enough. <laughs> yeah i agree okay
0: fire emblem warriors three hopes uh it's been rated mature in australia due to uh, fantasy themes and violence and online interactivity
1: anton um yeah so we're either in for the edgiest fire emblem game ever in the the universe of mankind or australia is getting a little bit uptight with their age rating system which sadly i think it's the latter i would love nintendo to just snap one day and just start making r-rated games of all their classic franchises age up with their audience but i don't think that's the case uh is it mo
2: um no i mean i i haven't had i've still not played fire emblem i'm really sorry to say <laughs> but um i i'm not sure i'm not sure if that's the right thing to do um the the Warriors one am I right in saying is this the one that is is this the one that's coming out
0: Yeah, it's the one that was recently soon. announced.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I I didn't think it would need that, but I I guess other places rate them differently. Um, again, this is something I don't have a lot of experience in or knowledge about either.
0: I feel Australia may have a bit of a habit of having relatively harsh restrictions and ratings on things, but I might be making that up. I could be pulling it out of thin air, but uh, hey-ho, it's amusing anyway. Um, Twitter user, uh, I'm going to try and pronounce it, New Mirac, sure, go with that, Uh, they have made a really funny Kirby mouthful switch case. And I'm sorry, but I think this is adorable. It is just the cutest thing. Have you seen this, move?
2: I haven't. I tried to find it earlier and I can't I can't see it, but I really want to. Oh, right. <laughs> I really Hold want on. to see this case. I am
0: gonna grab a copy of this link. I'm going to copy it and put it into the chat for our for our uh, Discord and you can see just how amazing and wonderful this is. And while you're looking it up, Anton can tell me what he thinks of it.
1: Yeah, so it's count based on the Nintendo Switch Lite slip case which is one just a great case anyway and to be honest I wish they made one for the normal Switch that's a great case with the bottom chopped off a little and it looks like Kirby has eaten a Nintendo Switch Lite. I love it it's so incredible I know they've been playing around with doing sort of things like this for the Kirby forget forgotten land merchandise like I know they're doing a backpack waterproof cover that's just a Kirby eating it was a little bit cheap and tacky but, you know, this really makes me want them to bring back the iPod socks for the iPod Nano, where it just eats everything. I, I think they can do this with so much technology, and I hope they do have an actual car curve, cover of Kirby eating your real-life car. The merchandise pop, uh, opportunities. Pokemon should be getting nervous. Kirby is here. Kirby is the little pink bomb. Kirby's
0: awesome. And the mode is going to make the game... So interesting. It's just a whole new dynamic to the world of Kirby. But Kirby swallowing your Nintendo Switch Lite is awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not its not the most practical of cases because you can't carry anything else in it other than your Switch. And I suspect that the way they've designed it, it's probably either supposed to be a clamshell like flip thing because there's little bumps for your sticks, or it's really, really stretchy and you stretch it over your Switch, and break your Switch. Or it may just be a graphic design and not actually turning into a real thing. But it's so cute. I just love it. Have you seen the link I've seen yet? I've sent through yet, Mo. And do you have an opinion? I've
2: looked. I've looked at it. I was bursting <laughs> to say it. it's. It's really, really cute. I love it. They. They need to. They need to do more like that. It's so cute.
0: It is awesome. Go look it up, uh, listeners. Just go find it. Go stop listening to us for a second. Pause. Go to a browser. Look up mouthful mode case. It's awesome. I think Nintendo Life had a story about it. That's where we found it. Um, go look on there. It is just the cutest thing. Okay, let's move on and talk about our next story, which is coming courtesy of Capcom. Uh, we're back to Street Fighter again. This time they're releasing Capcom Fighting Collection, which is basically the Fighting Legends pack and includes a whole load of
1: stuffs. Stuff. that stuff. comes with jewel carts, jewel cases, and tell me some more. Yeah, this is just an interesting package. You know, we, we're getting tons of fa- physical copies of great Nintendo Switch games, but the way this one's been packaged up is interesting. So they have the Fighting Legends pack of it that has this plus the um, another kind of more Street Fighter uh, focused collection. And it's kind of interesting that they're starting to release Nintendo Switch games that are on mobile cars. So, you know, we've seen so many games where they're like, ah, we can't fit on one car, we'll just, you know, throw a download code in there. Or, you know, you download half of it and you have half on a cart no they've just put two carts in here and needed two boxes. so you just have a nice chunky switch game where you, you know it's a full experience which i do wish more companies because it still 50 pounds plus import tax because i believe it's currently japan only for the moment but i wish more companies would when it comes to games that can't fit on a single cart would just give you two carts in the same way that you had two blu-ray discs with red dead redemption
0: Yeah, it's interesting, actually. I mean, we know it is coming our direction because Play Asia has listings for the North American and European physical versions. They're just not available for pre-order, which would suggest strongly that it's coming. But the collection is awesome. I mean, in the collection, you've got not just sort of uh, Street Fighter ones, but you've got uh, Darkstalkers, Night Warriors, Vampire Hunter 2, Vampire Savior, Vampire Savior 2, Street Fighter 2, the Anniversary Edition, Red Earth, Super Gem Fighter, Cyberbots, and Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo think that's all of them? that's all 10 games That is a lot of fighting games from capcom's past and they've been all made to look shiny and pretty and they look they look really good mo have you seen these
2: yeah um it, lo- it looks pretty cool and you were saying there's two cartridges is that right that they're putting it on
1: indeed yes and that's
2: was that yeah that I- sorry to interrupt there anton it just reminds me of I'm sure you used to get VHS tapes if it was like a really long film, you would get two. It just reminded me of that. It's like, it's a, it's retro games and it's also doing something that's almost kind of retro as well.
0: It is weird that they're having to put this on two cartridges. I mean, if you can fit The Witcher on one, why can't you fit these ten very old basic <laughs> games onto one cartridge? That's the bit that's not quite sinking into my brain.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because it's coming from the same company that put Mega Man on like half on cart half not on cart. So uh who knows what they're they're doing over there. <laughs> Somebody needs to get them an optimization department, frankly.
0: That's that's just bonkers, but hey ho. There are Tis what it is. Yeah. Uh, Square Enix, they have said that they have plans to make more 2D HD remakes. Uh have they given us any indication of what they are, Anton? They
1: haven't, which is a shame, but, you know, I think if the Live Alive title is anything to go from, is that, you know, this is a great way to breathe fresh life into some of these older IPs that you may have missed or uh, are very beloved to some. And doing it in a way that you know makes it a little bit more nintendo direct worthy which we know square enix loves to go in there and fill up half of the nintendo direct so uh oh god we're going to be having so many project triangle strategies live and lives coming our way uh we won't know what to do with them all <laughs> do you have any
0: favorite square enix games mo from the past
2: um Final Fantasy, but I never ever completed a game. I, I love them, but I never managed to complete them. I think because I was younger and I found them quite difficult. Um, but I just love the art style and that of them.
0: If um, it makes you feel any better, I don't think I've ever completed a Final Fantasy. I've got right to the end of, I think, two or maybe even three of them, but I've never actually yeah. completed them. It's not that I've struggled, it's just that I've got my attention's been sort of pulled elsewhere and I just never go back to that. Have
1: you finished any, yeah. Anton? Oh, no, I think we need to start up. Uh, I've never final finished a Final Fantasy support group, because I am part of that. (laughs) (laughs) And I think there's a lot of people that will be with us, and we can chat about which ones we didn't play uh, or didn't finish, and how far we got in them. Indeed.
0: Let's move on. Talk about Splatoon 3. It's now available for pre-order. Will you be pre-ordering, Anton?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm on board with this one. I'm really excited. Uh, I sadly don't have my copy of Splatoon 2, and I've been craving it for months and months and months, uh, but holding off, because Splatoon 3, oof, that's where it's at, especially since I want to jump on those Splatfests, which, god, it's been a while since they've done a Splatoon 2 Splatfests. I love this game. They could just print Splatoon 2 and put a new number on it, and I'll be happy, but it looks like they're putting in effort, which is uh, even better. I'm very excited for this one, more.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it as well. I, I don't own Splatoon 2, but I have watched people play it. I've had a little go myself. I do enjoy it, but I just, I'd never got around to getting it for some reason. But this next one makes me, I am quite tempted to maybe pre-order as well. I'll see. Um, but it looks like it would be one that would be really fun, again, to play with friends and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm quite
0: excited for it. I can see it being a huge hit. And speaking of huge hits, Mario Kart Tour, which is, of course, the mobile version of Mario Kart, is getting an update. Um, and, well, to be fair, it gets lots of updates, but they're increasing driver caps for drivers, carts, gliders. Uh, they're bringing in extra bonus items. Uh, and i playing this
1: game. I mean, I don't think, Anton, have you tried it? No. Um, I, I'm kind of doing it out of principle. I'm like, I don't want to play more free-to-play games. <laughs> I wish it was it's just a... Very a good one. F- have you tried it, Mo?
2: I, I did have it, I had it on my old phone and I played it quite a lot and I really really enjoyed it. I'm not usually one that plays a lot of mobile games, the only other one would be in Stardew Valley, um, that's just because I'm a big fan. But this one it did hook me in for a little while i don't have it on this phone just just because of the amount of time i put into it i was like no i need this time for other games <laughs>
0: <laughs> well if you are a mario Kart tour uh player you will get the update uh next week or maybe in two weeks time and uh, it will kick in and it will be awesome um the ceo of ea has been talking about oh, football stuff frankly i'm bored already anton tell me what's going on yeah with.
1: so basically um he's just kind of putting people to rest that you know them losing the FIFA IP after 30 years won't be a big deal, um, claiming that the only thing they get in a non-World Cup year, because they can't technically do World Cup games anymore, is the four letters on the front of the box, which actually I'm inclined to agree with because it's a separate body they go to for licensing the team teams and player names, so they have all of that. So they're just losing out on the FIFA structure of it, which... the most part is literally just the world cup so inclined to agree there and they argue that the fifa brand has more meaning as a video game than as a body of soccer again i'm similar to inclined because i don't know who's on i don't know who does basketball um i only know who does uh, baseball because the game's called mlb similar kind of effect there and yeah i I don't know any of who does who does hockey i don't know nhl (laughs) yeah i do know that one yeah that's in the name of the game
0: yeah but i yeah, know john Ma- i know john
1: madden didn't invent f- american football so
0: oh he totally did oh Absolutely. it's madden john ball madden is, he is he is the man <laughs> of football. yeah that's the that's the way it works okay let's move on and talk about because i'm bored of talking about football uh let's move on talk about nintendo who've been buying things up and by things they're basically kind of buying up their kind of own property already but not really Tell me me about them buying uh, SRD
1: Co, Anton. Yeah, so this is a company that Nintendo's worked with ever since 1983. And they never do anything big. They've always been ports, they've done prototypes, um, you know... As mentioned, Port Donkey Kong to the NES, I believe they programmed the jump function in Mario, which TBH is a big feature of Mario, so GG to them. And uh, more recently, they did build Game Builder's Garage, so not like a big heavy hitter, but you know, a Nintendo IP, and Nintendo staple. Uh, definitely in Nintendo's home court, and yeah, it seems like more so some of Nintendo's most recent acquisitions have been more protective moves. You know, it seems to be safeguarding resources that they've been using for a long time. And to be honest, I'm surprised they haven't bought Monolith yet. That would be the big one.
0: Ah, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, they are very much going around just kind of, as you say, being protectionist and pulling pulling talent that is in the same mindset as them, that knows how Nintendo works, pulling all under one roof. And I guess guess that makes sense. Um, But there's a studio called VLAN Studios who are kind of doing the opposite. So, at the moment, they're the they're company that made Knockout City, and they have Knockout City published by EA, but they're basically kicking EA out the door. Why?
1: Yeah, so, it seems like after, I believe currently they've just wrapped up, or currently doing their fifth season, and after they move on to their sixth season, it will be fully free-to-play. Which, you may be thinking, isn't it already free-to-play? And, technically, yes, but they lock out certain game modes in weird, arbitrary modes, ways. So, you know, you can do, like, matchmaking and go into, like, four-player games or as a team of four, but the kind of higher game modes are locked off and there's certain items that you can't use if you've not got the premium version. It makes so much more sense for this game to go free-to-play. I know it's... they kind of marketed it as an EA original of, you know, there's this fairy pun game, but you can have kind of the light version for free. But how it ended up being is you had the majority of the game for free and then this 30 pound DLC that didn't really add too much. So this game going properly free to play under their own control will hopefully do them a world of good and it seems like they've been doing quite well at adding their own content and hopefully building enough momentum to carry this game into their own ownership for a long time.
0: Indeed. Now I know Mo you have played this because we played it with you uh, with on one of the expansion chats but have you played it again since or is it just sat gathering dust on your Switch?
2: I'm pretty sure I took it off because I I was I was happy with the game. It was really fun playing with everybody. Um, had a lot of fun with it, but I just uh, it wasn't one that I went out and bought. I don't think anyone else was really playing it that I knew of at the time. So I was like, I think. If maybe other people had it, I would have because I wouldn't have minded. But now that it's free, I'm like, oh, maybe it's a good excuse to get people together again because I, I had a lot of fun with it. It was it was a good bit of fun.
0: It was a good game. It it is. It's always worrying when they go free to play because it does mean, are they going to start making it sort of pay to win, or are they just going to try and make money from skins and fun stuff? Who knows, I guess we'll find out. Um, 11-Bit Studios has uh, shared that their next week profit... The profits from their net... I'm losing the ability to speak. 11-Bit Studios have shared that the profits from their game, This War of Mine, will be going to the Ukrainian Red Cross for the next week, which is kind
1: of awesome of them. And on their Polish company, right? Indeed. And the war of mine is very much you playing as a civilian during a horrific war. Um, so one, I think it is a, a very touching way of, you know, you know, exploring these issues that many people are facing right now and, uh, and very great that, you know, they're able to send support in the little ways that they can, you know, it doesn't just have to be the big massive companies lending a hand. It's nice to see little indie companies finding ways to be great in this time of crisis, and yeah, um, yeah, what a touching way to do it, and what a great game to cover this um, this void.
0: Yep, I could not agree more. Uh, the Nintendo Switch Online, the Nintendo 64 bit, uh, it has got a patch, version 2.0.0, and apparently it's finally fixed the fogging issues, or rather, it's put the fog back, which is great to hear, Mo.
2: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to check this out because uh, this was news to me. I I hadn't realized that they'd done this. So I am definitely going to have a look at this because I'm pretty sure I had some problems with it and I, that's why I never went back to it for a little while. Um, so I'm going to probably check that out this weekend and see if it's um, any better for me because I, I couldn't figure out if I was struggling because there was any issues or if it was just because, you know, the, the graphics are a little bit older, um, if that makes sense.
1: Have you checked it out, Anton? Yeah, you know, it's real nice. And uh, I hope now that they start porting them, I've heard great things about the Majora's mass port being one of the best running games on the Switch Online. And I hope, you know, through the next couple updates, they can fine-tune some of the previous games because, you know, Breath, uh, not breath of the Wild, excuse me, Ocarina of Time definitely needed that fog. Um, some other titles might not benefit from it. And I hope now that they've kind of not having to do, like, 16 games at once, They can take their time and fine-tune the game's experience to run perfectly on the Switch. And we can revisit these classics as we remember them. Indeed, something else getting a patch
0: is the GTA, the trilogy, the definitive edition. Uh, It's getting another huge patch, but to be honest, it doesn't really do that much. It fixes a lot of minor things, lots of... uh collision things that were wrong. It fixes uh, issues where, you know, textures weren't quite right. They fix a couple of glitches in some missions. It's not a massive patch, but it should make a big difference. So the game is steadily getting better. But despite that, it has still had phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal sales. It's, it's way outperformed what they ever thought it was going to do, which just goes to show how much love there is for these, and they should have had them out on well, the Switch sooner, in my opinion. Do you have any thoughts on it, Anton?
1: Yeah, you know, it's kind of amazing. You know, Cyberpunk seven seven the horrific port that we got back in 2020 for that game you know i could understand why that went out on the shelves you know they're a game team that works on one franchise at a time one game at a time and you know eventually they need to get a game out the door for their investors and you know i can understand the pressures there to put it out and you know it was years away from getting fixed so it wasn't like a month delay would have fixed it you know it took them A year and a bit to get that game into a state where it was properly all right however for rockstar it's kind of amazing that all that game really needed was a month or two to be perfect and you know they've put damage on that game reputation wise for Forever, that there's going to be a lot of people that won't hear all these news about updates because they're less exciting than seeing CG's face being glitched out as you're cycling in the rain. You know, it's a a shame that they just didn't delay a month and got out in the state that people would have been happy with more.
2: Yeah, I would agree. Um, It was one I was really excited for as well. I I didn't get it on the Switch, but I did have a go of it on. um, I think it was through Game Pass. And I think, yeah, if it had been held back just that little bit longer, especially, like you say, it, it only took them a shorter time in comparison to some other other games that have been out. Um, yeah, they should have just held on a little bit longer.
0: Well, it seems that Nintendo and Rockstar are not the only ones that do things badly. MLB, the show 2022, has had its tech demo and, well, the tests have failed to hit 30 frames per second on the Switch.
1: Why is that, Anton? Is it something they can fix? Yeah, so their claims were... Um, upon people's disappointments that it's not hitting 30 frames per second is that the build's two weeks old. So it's not the most recent build, but I don't know, you know, <laughs> I feel like if it was, like, a, that's not a big time in development land. Um, I hope they can iron it out. And to be honest, I think this is one of the more ambitious ports on the Nintendo Switch, even though it's not quite as exciting or newsworthy as, let's say, a Witcher or Doom Eternal. You know they're having to scale down a PlayStation Five game into a Switch, and I think they've done an admirable job, but sadly they've not done quite a, a home run as they would have hoped for.
0: Ah, I see what you did there. Very good. Uh, okay, well, do you have any thoughts on this, or Jonas, go on to the next story?
2: Uh, no, I'm all good. It's it's definitely not. Not one I'm, I'd be interested in. Um, <laughs> I, I hadn't even heard of it, being honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you mean you've not been listening to last week's show, Mo? That's I terrible. know. Boom. I know. <laughs> well, well, this next one, uh, kind of just frankly amuses me, Digimon Con uh, featured a Q&A where they were speaking to the Digimon Survive team. Uh, this is a game that was originally due out in 2019. It still doesn't have a release date or even a release window. That's tragic, isn't it, Mo?
2: I remember this. Um... Yeah, that that's a wild twenty nineteen. <laughs> um, I totally forgot about it. I I wonder why that's not not got anything yet. They must just be working really hard on it.
1: Yeah, to be honest, I'm surprised there isn't there's even a Digimon survive team. Um I kind of thought this was maybe a game in the same way that there's been a couple versions of Half Life Three that just kind of fell off because you know, the team went off to do separate things, you know. I, I could totally just see this being like, it's a bigger game studio, and then everybody went off to work on other projects and it maybe just fell through the cracks and became vaporware, or there's some big massive tech issue. Yeah, well, I, it's kind of bizarre, and especially to kind of bring them out when the, the game's so kind of in a state of flux like i know ubisoft does this quite a lot they announce games and then sometimes they go through a little bit of development hell like the new kind of pirate game that they're working on however when they bring them back out they're usually like they've sorted it similar to uh, immortals phoenix rising it was originally gods and monsters and the game kind of went through a little bit of development hell so they took the game away from the forefront until it was then sorted and got through the other end of that development hell but in this case, it's uh, we're getting to just see it kind of linger. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are indeed. It's kind of sad. Okay,
0: the last bit of news we got a Pokemon Direct today, so I'm going to very quickly run through what was announced. I'm just going to run through it, and I want to get your thoughts, particularly on the last thing in the list. Mm, yes. So, uh, Pokemon Go, the Alola region, uh, is going to be featuring from the 1st of March, but you can get the Alola version of the Executor available now. Pokemon Masters EX is getting new characters, you're getting May uh, and Latias, you're getting Skyla and Tornado, I think it is, and Ryan and Flagon. Uh, Pokemon Cafe Remix is introducing some new mechanics, you're getting deliveries, uh, and some extra Pokemon are appearing in there. You've got Pokemon Unite is getting a full uh, Fury Battle mode added, uh, you get some special characters and I think all the games so far have got special um, Pokémon Day giveaways and various things happening, so go check them out. Pokémon Diamond, and our Brilliant Diamond, and Brilliant Pearl, they, uh, they've got Oaks Letter is coming out. Uh, that lets you encounter Mythical Pokémon Shaman. Uh, I think that's just for the next month. Uh, Arceus is getting an update. The version 1.1.0 uh, Daybreak is what it's called. It's adding some uh, new Pokemon. There's also a, sort of what they've described as mass outbreaks of Pokemon that you have to investigate across the region. And quite nicely they're giving you a free gift of 90 free balls you've got 30 each of the ultra the gigaton and the jet balls uh, you just have to put in the password arceus adventure uh, that's available until the 31st of march there is going to be a new animated show based in the i'm going to pronounce it history region i think that's what they said um, it's an original story it's coming out later in 2022 but the big news is they have announced the next games in the main Pokemon saga. We are getting Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet announced. Mo, what did you make of this news?
2: Well, firstly, after I saw that, I went and did the download right away because I didn't want to hang around for that because I finished, like I said earlier, finished the main storyline. But then the last news at the end there, I was I had to I had to hold back from saying too much because I didn't know if everyone had watched it and I was so excited. Um it it gave me kind of similar vibes to this latest game as well. Um and if anyone hasn't seen it, just go and watch it. Um the the starter Pokemon are adorable if anyone hasn't seen them yet. I'm so excited and I will definitely be pre ordering that and probably pre order the special edition or whatnot if they have one, which I would Hope they do. Super, super excited.
0: (laughs) Indeed. I mean it basically you've hit the nail on the head there. They basically look like they've taken the engine, I think, from Arcasus World and used that to generate this new game. So it looks visually very similar in terms of the world. It looks it looks beautiful, 3D, very, very nice. Uh it's got some classic Pokemon running around in the trailer. You see Meowth in there, you see Pikachu. So there's it's a good mix in addition to the new ones. Um interestingly, the trailer was about a real life security guard walking through a building, goes into Officer of Game Freak, and he's in this room full of items. I can just see Pokemon fans around the world just poring over the detail of the millions of things in this room. And then it switch, flicks into the, the world. And then what really caught my attention, Anton, was towards the end of the trailer, there's a character walking through a room that looks suspiciously like the room that was found in Arceus that we talked about last week.
1: Indeed. You know, it's quite interesting that we had that kind of leak uh, from last week of the that hidden modern-day room. And, yeah, you know, it's that interesting timing of this title. It almost makes... Legends Arceus, although its critical success, look like it was a beta or like an alpha or proof of concept for this title. Um, This looks like they have combined the Wildlands from Sword and Shield with Pokemon Legends Arceus and that Legends Arceus was kind of them testing the waters of what an open world Pokemon would be and now they're able to bring it to the modern day with you know, towns and villages and all these different biomes. Um, I would have never put money on seeing this game this soon. Like, the fact it's the same year as Legends Arceus is mind-boggling. Like, even if you said it was next year, I wouldn't have expected a new Pokemon entry on this scale that soon. But I guess... I mean, they've just said late 2022, haven't they? Yeah. So that's, that's insane. It's kind of amazing that we've, as well as that had so many Pokemon games since they announced Detective Pikachu 2. Where's Detective Pikachu 2, game freak?
0: I want it! (laughs) (laughs) I'll give it time. I'm sure it will appear. Okay, Uh, we are already running along. We've been going for an hour and five minutes and we've not even reached the rumours. I think we should do some rumours. Now, I'm not normally one for gossip, but... So, Square Enix has uh, filed a trademark for Gex in Japan. Now... I thought we'd already talked about this, Anton. What's going on? Um,
1: no, so uh, I think I think we brought this up when they, I think it was maybe tied into Klonoa. I remember I was mentioning Gex, and then, oh, we were talking about, like, a Australian kazoo character, and I was like, oh my god, we got kazoo, and then I was like, hmm, imagine if they brought back Gex. They're bringing back Gex. I am so happy for it. Gex is such a dumb character. Basically, if you're not familiar, it was, like, a cheap off-brand, um, kind of platformer mascot from the late 90s. And his whole gimmick is that he had awful, awful pop culture references, which I think in 2020, too, God, it's, time's moving, w- it's going to work so well. Intercontextuality contextuality is so in. Gex was an innovator, laid the foundations so Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool could run. It's like Ryan Reynolds <laughs> as a, a lizard platformer. And the quotes are so bad. Even if it's a port, I'm going to be so confused because I wasn't living in the 90s, really. uh, But I love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard of Gexmo?
2: I have, and I played it a lot. But I didn't have the game. I had a demo. I, I don't know. Like you remember when you used to get PlayStation discs? with magazines. I managed to, somebody passed them down to me as a kid and Gex was on one of these and this was a game I played probably the same part over and over and over again and I loved it. And now that you've said about Ryan Reynolds, Anton, that is perfect. That would be absolute perfection. It would work very well.
0: <laughs> Alright, somebody write to them and tell them they need to go and hire Ryan Reynolds right now and make this happen. You know, he, he likes games, he does Nintendo stuff, he could do this, cool, sure. Alright, uh, let's zip on then, because that was our only rumour of the week, and we definitely now need to do a quiz. Okay. So, uh, Mo, you maybe not been listening to the last couple of ones, as you've already disclosed. Boo to you. But so <laughs> no, far... No, I
2: did. I did. I just have bad memory.
0: <laughs> you heard baseball oh, and off. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. Yep. Anton's <laughs> at one point. Mike is at one point. James was on last week for the first time and got one point. So,
1: you know, there's a bit of pressure here. Yeah, you've been Directly real... Up for it. It's been a hard quiz this I, season. I, I, you've not been going light.
2: I think I'm, I'm going to give it my best shot. <laughs> I'm feeling confident.
0: <laughs> All right, well, I'm testing you both this week because I decided to do the quiz on Switch games. So I'm not going way, way back. I'm doing it on this nice. console, guys. This console. <laughs> see how well you do. <laughs> the first game is a 2017 adventure RPG. Any guesses?
2: Zelda Breath of the Wild.
0: It is not. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Again, it is not. It was launched on the 28th of September, so it wasn't a launch title, but it did come shortly afterwards. Hmm. I can see Anton racking his brain. Mo's not got a camera on. I can't see what Mo's <laughs> doing, but Anton is looking really perplexed.
2: I'm, I'm chewing the end of my pen, trying to think really fast.
0: <laughs> Any guesses or will I go on to the next clue? next clue Two, 1 uh, it was designed as a Wii U game but the lengthy development time pushed it onto the Switch ah uh, um,
1: Chuck out any old act- any old is adventure it, RPG it's, it's Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition nope
0: influenced by Fire game emblem boy- nope <laughs> it isn't influenced by a game boy color title the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. No, I love how much you guys are so wrong. Oh, you, when you get this, you're no. like, "Ah, oh, why d- did not think of that." <laughs> Mo, any guess? Nino Kuni. No, it's not. It won <sighs> the best original sports game at the National Academy of Video Games. Sports National Academy of Video game. game Trade Reviewers Award, apparently. Yeah. Sports game. That's That'd a huge. Designed for the the Wii U. For the Wii based, Wii U, an action RPG based, but it won their best original
1: sports game based the on a Game Boy Color game yep I've played this oh,
0: Mike's played this Um, I think you played this I don't
1: know if Mo's played it or not is it Shantae oh, I don't know no hmm. Mo
0: any yes
2: I have no idea. I'm going to kick myself. Okay, I've got
0: two more clues. It was developed by Sidebar Games with help from Nintendo. Um, and it's got a sequel coming out. Ah. Oh. Is it 1-2-Switch? Nope. Any last guess as well? I'll give you the last clue. I,
2: I have I have no idea. I cannot think. Okay, the
0: Game Boy Color game that, that it was based on was Mario Golf.
1: Uh ah oh, so I need to get the subtitle for this. Um Mar-
0: There's no subtitle. It's just got a name. Two words. Oh. You can do Mario it Mario Golf? No, it's not Mario Golf. It's an action <laughs> RPG in twenty seventeen. Mario Golf came out like last year. This year maybe. Oh, no, it's last year. So you're wrong. That was your guess. Uh-uh. <laughs> Mo, give me a game that might have been an action RPG from 2017 that was kind of based on Mario Golf. Oh, Golf with Friends? No, it's Golf <laughs> Story,
1: you idiots. Oh, Golf oh, Story. <laughs> I was thinking like first oh. party. Ah. Oh. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, that was painful. All right, let's see
0: if you can redeem yourselves with this one. So, this one is a 2017 again Nintendo Switch fighting game.
1: Uh, what are you doing? Is it Arms? It is not
0: Arms. Thank God. to take a random <laughs> guess, no?
2: Street Street Fighter.
0: Nope. Not street fighter. Developed by Bandai Namco. Published by Bandai Namco and Nintendo and another company, depending on the region but I'm not going to tell you the other company.
1: Is it Pokken Tournament DX? It is Pokken ah. Tournament DX. Huzzah! That was a much have easier one. I would never
0: that okay so we're going to go into the, the final one with Anton kind of one point up but if Mo gets the closest to the pin right that means I've got to come up with another tiebreaker so uh, Mo you're going to go first what right. year did the random game I'm not going to tell you what the console was but it was called The Operative No One Lives Forever what year did that game come out
2: and it, and there's no, it's, this isn't specifically for Switch no I'm there's not no telling you what
0: console, console this is on I am just want to know what year the game came out um.
1: Two thousand and two. Anton, any guesses? I will go. What was the subtitle again? Sorry.
0: Uh, The operative. No one lives forever. Uh, Let's go. Two thousand and three. Damn you! (laughs) That means we've got to go find a tiebreaker. Mo, you were correct because the actual answer was two thousand, which means you're closest, and you get the point. So we're we're all tied. It's it's sudden death mode. Okay. Oh, who went first this time it was Mo right Anton you're going to go first this time what year did Half-Life 2 the Orange
1: Box come out um this would have been 2008 Mo
2: I'll go for 2006 damn you <laughs> both <What>? <laughs> 2007
0: <laughs> you went the wrong sides of it oh is this our first right, okay. we've
1: had two tiebreakers <laughs>
0: This is highly irritating. (laughs) This is what I get from making a game that's difficult for you guys to get games in. Okay, uh, I need to think of a random game on the spot. What year did Mario Kart Kart Double Dash come out? Uh,
1: Mo, go first.
0: 2000.
1: 2001.
0: Well, at least now we have a winner. And that winner is on it's
2: 2003 Ah, (laughs) well done
0: guys that was that was that was quite difficult i i kind of figured that they weren't too obscure games but clearly they were
1: very difficult ones to guess from the how vague clues i was actually able to give you yeah you're getting ever vaguer with your clues and uh sadly i haven't picked up golf story yet so i'm clearly missing out you need to play it Mm -hmm. it is awesome it's wonderful
0: okay uh, on that note i think we should think about wrapping the show up anton where can people find us yes
1: if you want to learn more about all of the expansive incredible things that we do to head over to nsukp.co.uk you can check out the full back catalog of stuff we do learn more about our patreon learn more about the host and learn more about the podcast you can also see all of the videos that we've been producing. We have both a new written and video review of G Darius HD by our one and only Emily, which is lovely to have. Uh, as well as that on the the YouTube, we will also have a new review by Louise coming out soon. Um, they're currently under embargo, so it's quite exciting to see the the tale that they've got coming up. And yeah, tons of content of the places. Um, best place to support us is nsukp.co.uk/support-us. And as well as that, we do love reviews. So, um, yeah, Apple Apple Podcasts, best place to drop us a review. It really does help boost us up the charts.
0: It does indeed. Uh, Mo, would you like to say any final words before we sign off?
2: Uh, just thank you for having me on again. It's been uh, really fun. I've enjoyed that quiz.
0: Always a pleasure. Well, on that note, <laughs> I'm going to sign off and say cheerio. Au revoir.
2: Catch you later.